0: every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe the St. Louis Cardinals are interested in extending Paul Goldschmidt. Tyler O'Neill has been traded. And what is the next move for the St. Louis Cardinals? What is coming next? All of that and much more on this episode of believe in St. Louis Cardinals podcast. So the Cardinals are reportedly interested in extending Paul Goldschmidt. Now, for those of you who are unaware, Paul Goldschmidt is in the last year of his deal with the St. Louis Cardinals, the five-year, $130 million contract that he signed, basically when he was traded here back in 2020. And Goldschmidt's due to make $26 million, and he's 36 years old, so you would think that if the Cardinals are entertaining an extension for him, that would mean a number far lower than that $26 million number that he's at right now. So it's probably going to save the Cardinals money. And as we all know, Paul Goldschmidt is still an elite hitter. Just a year ago, he was the MVP of the National League. And we know that Paul Goldschmidt takes good care of himself. He trains hard. He does the right things. He's a consummate professional. So I think this is a good thing for the Cardinals to be entertaining, especially as they view themselves as contenders this season. According to Derek Gould, the Cardinals will approach Paul Goldschmidt at some point this offseason and hope to have a conversation about an extension, prompting what could be negotiations closer to spring and then a deal that comes before the start of the season. Gould also said, if that doesn't happen, the Cardinals will leave the door open for those discussions during the season, but they would prefer to do it before the season started. So ultimately, I think this is a good thing. I think this is good news for fans of Paul Goldschmidt, for fans of the Cardinals, because he is a solid, a solid hitter, solid defensive player in the middle of that lineup that also is a, a consummate veteran. I mean, the Cardinals have a lot of young players. I mean, Jordan Walker... Mason Wynn, Brendan Donovan, to name a few. You need a balance of leadership and youth in a locker room, in, in an MLB clubhouse. And Paul Goldschmidt is one of the pillars of your team. And it's good that the Cardinals are considering extending him. Now it's all going to depend on what the number is. If the, Is the number closer to $20 million or is it closer to $10 million? Or what's that going to be? Will Paul Goldschmidt say, I've earned my money, let now i'm i'm willing to take less money to stay with the cardinals to make sure that we can get a bullpen arm to make sure we can get a starting pitcher to make sure that we can do the things that we need to do as a a team to become a legitimate world series championship contender we'll see but it is it is good news that the that the cardinals are interested in an extension with paul goldschmidt now this happened, this isn't news to a lot of people, but I just wanted to briefly touch on the Tyler O'Neill trade. Tyler O'Neill traded to the Boston Red Sox. The Cardinals acquire a pair of pitchers, righties Nick Robertson and Victor Santos, uh, to be specific. And my thoughts on this deal are it needed to happen. We all know that Car- the Cardinals and Tyler O'Neill, going back all the way to the beginning of the season when he didn't hustle, according to Ali Marmol, Ali Marmol called him out and Tyler O'Neill didn't take too kindly to said being called out. And so there was a lot of friction there. It, it, very similar to a Jack Flaherty. I think Tyler O'Neal just needed a new start, a fresh team. Now, Boston's it's not going to be the easiest fan base if, if you're struggling. You know it's not going to be the easiest media market to be in if his struggles continue, especially with the injuries. But I have I'm happy for Tyler O'Neill that he gets this opportunity, and it looks like he's going to have an opportunity to earn a job in Boston with them trading Alex Verdugo. So which which they made the Tyler O'Neill trade relatively soon after they moved on from Alex Verdugo. So it would tell me that Tyler O'Neill at least has a chance in an outfield spot in Boston but the Cardinals also with this move they clear up the outfield a little bit they make things a little bit more clear we knew that Jordan Walker was going to have a spot we knew that Lars Newbar was going to have a spot and it really looks like Tommy Edmond is going to be the center fielder on opening day that means Dylan Carlson Alec Burleson are your fourth and fifth Outfielders, Richie Palacio slots in there somewhere. Brendan Donovan slots in there somewhere. There's still work that needs to be done. I don't think the Cardinals are done, which is something we're going to touch on a little bit later. I I don't think they are. I think there's more moves to be made. I think this roster still, the way it's constructed, is a bit clogged up, especially in the outfield and at the middle infield positions. And where they really need to bolster things is in the bullpen. Now, you might say starting pitching. Yes, I agree. I think they should go out and add another starting pitcher. But the bullpen is really where they need to solidify things, because if they're going to get these innings that they're talking about from some of these starting pitchers, they've, they've added innings, we all know this, then they need to be able to protect leads, especially at the back end of the bullpen. And Ryan Helsley, when he's healthy, he's one of the best closers in baseball. But that's the problem. He, he, he wasn't healthy at a consistent basis last year. Gallegos took a step back. Jojo Romero looked promising, but those are kind of your three guys at the back end of the bullpen that really need solidified now. And with this Tyler O'Neill trade, Nick Robertson, potential middle relief guy, potential you know depth in the bullpen if you want to use him in that fashion. He's probably going to be on the major league roster. Uh, the other player they traded for, victor santos is going to be in the minor leagues he's going to be um, again mo- it's more depth in that bullpen it's it's much needed and it's a shifting of resources it's shifting from a guy who was probably going to be on the outside looking in for playing time uh this season in tyler o'neill and now you're shifting things and making it more feasible for that outfield to function in, in a way that makes sense and like i said that's there's still work to be done i still think there's a log jam in the outfield. I think I still think you need a solidified spot for a player like Brendan Donovan. If he's going to play second, great. Is he going to DH? Okay. Um, That probably to me, that makes more sense. It makes more sense for Nolan Gorman to DH considering Brendan Donovan's a better defensive player, but we'll see. He can also play outfield. So Again, more moves need to be made, but I think this is a good thing for the Cardinals being able to restructure some of their roster, and it's a good thing for Tyler O'Neill. He gets a fresh start in Boston, and I wish him nothing but the best. Now, the Cardinals also were able to finalize their coaching staff. Um, so the Cardinals finalized their coaching staff for 2024, and a lot of the same names are around. Dusty Blake is going to be the pitching coach. Turner Ward is the hitting coach. Brandon Allen, the assistant hitting coach. Julio Rangel, the assistant pitching coach slash uh, bullpen coach. Patrick or Packy El- Elkins, the game day planning coach. Stubby Clap, first base coach. Ron Pop Warner, the third base coach. Willie McGee is still going to be with the team as a coach. Jamie Pogue, assistant coach or bullpen coach. And Clint. Klinger Klinger uh is a bullpen coach as well. So those are all the returning uh, names that the Cardinals have in their, um, in their starting in, in, their coaching in their coaching staff. Um, so they're really not too many additions, but there have been some additions Two new additions uh, rather uh, former Cardinals pitcher, Dean Keekheffer as, a, and they've hired him as an assistant pitching coach, and Daniel FC Mac- 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 Maclia as a Major League coordinator of technology and systems, and and just a little bit of new, a little bit of information about Key Caffer, who's 34. He was originally drafted by the Cardinals in 2010. He pitched 26 games for the Redbirds in 2016, and he also pitched for the Oakland Athletics in 2018. And he first joined the Cardinals minor league coaching staff in December of 2019 as a pitching coach. State College before the 20 before the COVID-19 pandemic canceled the the minor league season he also served as a pitching coach for Palm Beach in 2021 an assistant pitching coordinator player for for four-player development in 2022 and 2023 so he's been with the organization I mean you could he was drafted by the Cardinals and he's been with the organization since 2018 and this is a new role for the Cardinals the Cardinals are expanding their their pitching staff or their coaching staff on the pitching side, and they've added a coordinator of technology and systems. I think this is the Cardinals kind of getting with the times and realizing that more resources are needed, especially with developing pitching, especially with analytics and as baseball shifts more and more to that. I think this is a good sign that the Cardinals are willing to, expand in this way because other teams are doing it and other teams quite frankly have surpassed the Cardinals in pitching development and one of those teams is in your division so you need to keep up with the with the likes of the Cubs the way the Cubs have been able to develop pitchers and the Cardinals ultimately need to get back to that they need to get back to what they were doing back in the in in the 2000s, when they when they were a consummate playoff team. and and the Cardinals have had recent success, too. But the Cardinals success has been predicated on finding pitching, on developing pitching. And this is where major league teams should pour the majority of their resources because like we keep saying on this podcast and on this show, there is no greater asset in Major League Baseball than young, controllable, starting pitching. And Especially if, you, if those guys go deep into games and especially if they strike batters out. That is the name of the game. And if you can develop that, that resource is the most precious thing you can possibly find in Major League Baseball. And the Cardinals need to get back to that. Frankly, they do. And it, it, especially when you look at how their current starting pitching staff is structured right, where it's basically all veterans, right? Sonny Gray at the top is 34. Lance Lynn is 36, right? Kyle Gibson is 36. Michaelis is in his mid-30s. I think he's 34. And, and Steven Matz is 31. They're all in their 30s. The Cardinals need young starting pitchers to emerge. And, and who knows? The Cardinals do have some options in their minor league system. They have Gordon Graceffo and Tinkens among others, Takoa Roby who they traded for last year, but this is for the future of the Cardinals, right? Because the Cardinals are focused on the here and now, but they also, this is the trick of being a major league baseball team. You have to have an eye on the future. You have to have an eye on the here and now, ultimately what's most important is winning games at the major league level, but you cannot do it by sacrificing too much of what's down the road. Otherwise you, you get to the point where it's a complete tear down and, you're not relevant for who knows how long 4 5 6 sometimes 10 like teams go through long stretches of irrelevancy i mean just look at the the chicago it's not you don't have to look too far to see teams who have been irrelevant for quite some time uh so the cardinals never want to get to that point and if and so They've done they or they need to do more, a better job with their pitching development. And I think this move, this coaching staff move, is a good sign of things to come for the Cardinals because they're putting resources in the right places. So let me know what you think of all that. Let me know what you think of this conversation in general. You can DM the show on Twitter at Believe in STO Cards on Twitter. You can email me directly at Seth.Dewald. At gmail.com. And we're going to take a quick commercial break. But when we come back, we're going to talk about what moves are next for the St. Louis Cardinals after a message from our sponsor. And we are back on the Believe in St. Louis Cardinals podcast. What moves could be coming next for the St. Louis Cardinals? And of course, to, to decipher what moves might be coming, we need to go to the source of truth for the St. Louis Cardinals. And that's Derek Gould and Derek Gould in his chat was very, very forthcoming with what he believes that the Cardinals are going to do. And frankly, he, he, he admitted they're not done that he, and he said specifically that the Cardinals are looking to add two bullpen arms to their staff. Because again, like we mentioned earlier in the show, this is the most pressing need for the St. Louis Cardinals to add to that bullpen. And there are a plethora of options. I mean, all you need to do is Google MLB free agent bullpen pitchers or MLB free agent pitchers, and you'll get a long list of names. And that doesn't even include potentially the, the the relievers that are in the international market, the relievers that are available via trade. So there are all kinds of options that the Cardinals have. I mean, they just added Nick Robertson, who could factor into that conversation as well, who's like, if the season started today, he's probably in the bullpen for the Cardinals as a middle reliever. So, so the Cardinals have some work to do. And admittedly, they they thought, according to Derek Gould, that this bullpen market was one that, that A, they were going to be into, they were going to be interested in adding adding to the bullpen, and two, that they thought would be a s- slow in developing. But Derek Gould also did say that this week, The Cardinals, it could, it could, the action could be starting to pick up uh, in the bullpen market as the Shohei Otani uh, contract is signed and the craziness surrounding that, which everybody knows. uh, Shohei uh, Otani's contract is massive and most of it's getting deferred, but uh, we're focused on the St. Louis Cardinals here. But after that contract was, you know, settled and after maybe Yamamoto gets signed, and some of these other starting, the other starting pitching uh, free agents trades are made. Then this bullpen market really starts to get, you know, the fire starts to get lit a little bit, and teams start to make move. Once they have their uh, their big uh, free agents or their big targets or their the first steps of their plans, their off season plans. Uh, once those start to take place, then they can start to add the other pieces into the puzzle once they have that foundation and that's that's exactly what the cardinals are doing the cardinals signed sunny gray lance Lynn, kyle gibson they have the innings problem solved in their starting rotation we can go go back and forth on if that's enough personally i don't think it is i think the cardinals should sign another starting pitcher or trade for another starting pitcher i don't know if you can rely on a steven Matz even even as a number five in your rotation i think the cardinals Need a legitimate number one, number two option still to go along with Sonny Gray, but they might be done there. But they're for sure going to add to the bullpen. And one of the names that keeps get keeps getting brought up is a reunion with Jordan Hicks. And I think this this could make a lot of sense if the Cardinals do bring back Jordan Hicks uh, to the club, uh, because Jordan Hicks towards the end of uh, end of his time with the Cardinals was proving to be. Uh, like a, a pretty legit closer. I mean, he was acting in that role with the Cardinals and with the, the Blue Jays. So Jordan Hicks could be a guy that the Cardinals bring back and he's still an unrestricted free agent. Uh, again, the, the terms of the contract, the Cardinals are looking at every possible option, probably looking for the best deal and what's going to fit their needs the best. But I, th- I think that makes a lot of sense. On the starting pitching market, if the Cardinals want to go back into free agency, I think Jordan Montgomery reports have been that the Cardinals are keeping tabs on that. I don't know if it's very likely considering the Cardinals have already gone into the free agent market three times for starting pitching and probably don't want to deal out another hefty contract but it's something to keep your eye on as a Cardinals fan. And I think Jordan Montgomery would make a lot of sense for the Cardinals being that number one or number two or that 1A to Sonny Gray's 1B or 1B to Sonny Gray's 1A or whatever you want to say. I think Cardinals fans would welcome that as well. So those are a couple of names to keep your eye on, starting pitching, relief pitching, but for sure that the the Cardinals are going to add to their bullpen. They're going to make a couple moves there. And it's going to be exciting to see what the Cardinals do. And one last note on the St. Louis Cardinals going forward is that I don't know necessarily if the the St. Louis Cardinals, maybe us as fans, we need to start to temper our expectations when we go into the off season, because the St. Louis Cardinals are not, and probably will never be in the same category as the New York Yankees or the New York Mets or the Los Angeles Dodgers or the, even the Chicago Cubs as far as what they're willing to spend. I mean, maybe not many people know it, but the Cubs actually spent more money than the Cardinals did last year. And going into the season, the Cardinals were seen as the favorite to win the NL Central and the Cubs were seen as still being a year or two away. So I think the the Cardinals find themselves in a weird place where they're not, you know, they're not the Athletics they're not small small market like the royals who are a lot of people feel like they're the smallest market in all of baseball which by the way the royals uh signed a free agent pitcher uh which actually kind of surprised me Seth Lugo to a 3-year $45 million deal but they're also not even you know they're not up there with the top of the market like they're not Boston they're not New York they're not LA that that's just not who the cardinals are so there's always going to be a limit to what Especially in the DeWitt area, to what they can spend on a in free agency, to what their payroll can be. And we can go back and forth all day long saying, oh, the Cardinals could easily get to two hundred million. Have you seen how many people pack Bush Stadium every year? They've had three million plus fans every year since, you know, i I don't know. George Washington was in diapers. I we can go back and forth all day on this stuff, but I think the reality, And our expectations as Cardinals fans need to come closer together because I think our expectations are they should go spend $250 million or gosh, even $300 million on Yamamoto when that's really never, ever has a chance to happen. Now, reportedly back in the day, they were interested in signing David Price to a big contract. So I don't think the Cardinals are afraid of a big contract per se, but it has to make sense. For the organization and it cannot tip the scales where it's going to tie up so much money that that you've invested so much money into one player that it hurts the rest of your team. And I think that's where we need to remember that the Cardinals are always, always have their eye on the here and now they always have uh, the, the interest of building a team for the here and now and also keeping an eye on the future. As well, and I think at the end of the day, you look at it. I think they've done a good job this past year. The 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 floor fell out, and it, it was because they ignored their starting pitching. I mean, they ignored the depth, and they uh, weren't able to develop starting pitching to the tune that they needed to. And and I, I think they've made moves to address that. Especially, they have the innings now with Sonny Gray, Kyle Gibson, Lance Lynn. That, that really bolsters that rotation uh, to at least be league average. And, and it, it really the, – the range of outcomes for the rotation, I think, is very narrow. I think it's very set in stone. You kind of know what you're going to get. There's stability there now. Um, but it's not an elite rotation by any stretch of the imagination. So the Cardinals still have a an average rotation. They have an average to below average bullpen. So there's still work to be done. I Moves are coming. We just have to be patient and we have to really analyze our expectations as fans myself included I'll be the first one to say that I was not a fan of the Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson moves in a vacuum right I thought maybe one of those made sense but I was hoping that you know they would spend the money elsewhere but I think maybe we should have expected something like this as opposed to hoping and praying and wishing for a Yamamoto or or somebody like that so I, I just would challenge Cardinals fans to, to realize where we stand in the MLB ground because we're not with the Dodgers. We're not at the level of the Yankees in terms of how much they're going to spend, but we're also we're, we're somewhere in, in between, in the middle of all that. And I think the payroll, the total payroll that you're seeing in the last couple of years, as frustrating as it is, um, it makes it make a lot more sense. So we'll see, we'll, but we'll see if they want to go over 200 million, or not this year. They certainly can. They certainly have the money to, but we'll see if they want to or not. That is the show. Thank you so much for watching. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave a five-star review on Apple podcasts. If you enjoyed it, stay tapped in for more Cardinals news and notes throughout the off season, throughout the regular season. And follow me on Twitter at Seth underscore D I E W O L D for more Cardinals news and updates as well until next time let's go Cardinals and be good out there